Yo, what's up? It's Joe Santagato, and this is the Second Wind Podcast. What's good with y'all, man? Welcome to another episode of the Second Wind Podcast. As usual, I am Gio here with my brother, my ace, my right hand, my slime, Jay Mills. Um, before we get started, just want to give a big shout out to our new partner, Mercury. Um, worked out a deal with them, you know, have better shows, better content, better guests. Might, you know, get Jarvis out of here and get a better host. No, get this <laughs> <out of> here. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. But um, yeah, really appreciate the Mercury team. Um, started a partnership with them. Uh, one of the fastest growing sports media companies in the world. And, you know, we can't wait to have you guys watch us blow up and, you know, keep supporting us and keep showing love. For sure. And today, man, we have a true great guy. It's our honor to have Joe Santagato on our podcast, man. Um, content creator, crazy content creator, man. Savvy business guy. Savvy. Very savvy. Uh, the Basement Yard podcast. He's the host of that. And uh, we're just so blessed and honored to have you on our podcast, brother. Thank you for joining us. Dude, thanks man, for having me. That Joe. was such an introduction. Oh, man. Of course, <laughs> man. Joe, on the show, brother. On the show. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy because the first time I met you, I like, you were quiet. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, this guy's pretty chill. This guy's pretty cool. Then I followed you on IG. You make me laugh every fucking week. Every. <laughs> every week. Like the shit, the content that you have is is good. It's like, it's, it's not good. It's great. Like when when you're good. You talk about yourself. When you're great, people talk about you, and I talk about you all the time. 100%. So I appreciate that, man. Give but, me your flowers. Yeah, that night I definitely was a little quiet because I just had a, I just got out of a crazy car ride at the moment. And I was like, damn, I don't know what's going on. Also, I didn't even know what I was walking into. Like the dinner, I knew nobody there except Julian. Um, yeah, Danny Boy Hustle. So I was like, all right, I gotta, yeah, exactly. Oh, that, that was my a, first interaction. That's a great with, first impression. Too. Yeah, with Danny Boy Hustle Hard. Shout out to him. I know he's been on the podcast. Uh, that's my guy, but. Yeah, so I was a little shaken up from that, uh, but, you know, it's totally fine, but <laughs> I appreciate you guys. So first, man, you know, uh, originally you're from Astoria, New York, yeah, aka that's Queens, right? Yeah, I, gr- oh. I was born and raised in Queens. Okay, so, you know, a lot of people claim they're from New York, but you can honestly truly say you were born and raised yeah. in the city. So how was, like, your childhood growing up throughout the city, throughout Queens? Like, what's it like? What was your experience like? Um... I've kind of talked about this before, but I think that it helps um, when you grow up in a city like this because you're exposed to a lot of different people. Um, where there are some people where it's like crazy. Like even if you go to certain places in Long Island, it's like they've never seen like an Asian person before, or there's like one black kid in their whole school that, yeah. from like kindergarten to high school. Right. And like when when you grow up in the area that I did, um, like Queens is one of the most diverse places in the world. So going to school since kindergarten there's indian kids there's black kids there's asian kids there's white kids it's like you get everybody so it's like you kind of have to have an understanding of like there are different people in the world and like different cultures and whatnot but you're all in the same fucking class right and yeah i mean I, i i thought it was it was cool and my parents were uh they weren't super strict like i think i was i thought about this the other day like my parents would let me walk to school when i was in like fucking fourth grade jesus and now i see a fourth grader i'm like the fuck <laughs> are you guys good parents like i don't right, know why we right. should, i don't think we should be walking to school like that um but yeah for the most part they would just be like you know we were we were out we were never at home yeah um so we were always like at the park or doing whatever uh it, i had to be home at 6 30 to eat dinner 
And then I had to be home at 11 o'clock for the night. I remember those being my... That was the only two <laughs> yeah. phones you had. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else but I didn't have a phone or anything, so I, I couldn't even like check in like that. <laughs> but my, if I wasn't home at 6.30, I, my dad would whoop my ass. Right. Um, same thing uh, at 11 o'clock. But once I got a cell phone, then it was like, just let me know you're alive. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, so do you feel like, you know, how you grew up with a bunch of different a bunch of different demographics, a bunch of different people. Do you feel like that helped shape like your content? Because, you know, there's black funny and there's white, <laughs> white funny. funny. <laughs> yeah. No, 100%. No, that's white funny. But like, I show you to all my friends. Like I show you to my black friends, my white, white friends, friends, my yeah. Asian friends, my Spanish friends. Like you can make everyone laugh. They're universally funny. I Man, I appreciate that a lot. But I, I, I think, I don't think that's something that I purposefully do, but Exactly what I was talking about before. When you grow up with different types of people, you want to make everybody laugh. You mm-hmm. want to try and, you know, uh, appeal to everyone. So, like, I remember I, I even when I was in middle school, it was very uh, – there was a lot of, like, Dominican and Puerto Rican kids and black kids. And, and like, there was – and there was, like, a white population too. But I remember getting to high school. I went to – uh, St. Francis Prep. Yeah. And it's a Catholic high school. And it was all, like mostly white kids. And I remember being like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> and not that it was just like whatever, but I was just like, this is kind of strange that yeah. it's like, it's just a completely different type of thing. For sure. Um, and yeah, I definitely, to answer your question, I definitely think that that helps that, you know, naturally you grow up around a lot of different people. And, you know, when you want to be the center of attention as much as I do as a kid, you're just kind of like, <laughs> What do I have to say? What do I have to do? Right. Or whatever. And also being around other people from different cultures who are funny too. Right. You're just listening and you're like, oh, okay. Like, they laugh at that. Like a little bit from everything. <laughs> they laugh exactly. at that. That's funny as hell. That's a true gift, Described culture appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, that's content. A gift. Yeah. That's a, really, no, no, to make everyone laugh? No, it really is. That's they a say, true like, gift. Funny people have the highest IQs. You ever hear that before? Like never heard people that who are before. funny have the highest IQs? I, I must heard have a that. High IQ I've heard that comedians are the saddest people in the world or some shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> really? um, you know, content creation and like social media and all that stuff is so big nowadays. And you're really like, really like one of the pioneers. Like I remember watching videos from you 10 years ago. Like you've been doing this for a long ass time, like Vine, like all that stuff. Yeah. Talk about, you know, building your brand from the bottom up because that shit is not easy. Like now it looks... They see the flowers now, but there's dark times. Yeah, I think um, when I first started doing it, it, I mean, it wasn't a thing. Like now I think that everyone has a brand. And technically, if you have a social media account, it's like this is your brand and your image. And, you know, we all try to like build whatever that is. But at the time when all these things were coming out, it was just like for fun. You're just like trying a bunch of stuff. and I, when I started making videos and stuff, I wasn't thinking that I was creating a career or that I was doing anything other than trying to make my friends laugh. Right. <laughs> because, like, the idea that people who live in Australia are going to ever see me is – I'm not thinking of that. Yeah. You know, like, at that age especially. Um, and no one's doing social media or any of that type of thing. And neither of my friends to this day are, like, really into it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so none of them make content or none of them really, like, give a shit. So it's like, you know, (laughs) I was able to kind of uh, tap into that um, kind of early. And then like I was just doing it over and over again. And I remember back then you had to uh, 
be eligible to be paid by YouTube. So you had to like earn it. And I forget what the numbers were, um, but you had to have a certain amount of like watch time mm-hmm. and really? something else. Wow. And then they would start paying you. And even back then, you weren't getting paid a lot. Right. Um, and I remember when I first got approved, I got this like, it was like a postcard in the mail that Google sent me. And it was like how much you made. And it was like 14 cents. And I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> you can pay me, right? So I was, it was kind of crazy to see that. And then immediately I got flagged and they were like, no, nah, you're banned. And they banned me from making money from it. And I was like, what the fuck? Early on. Wow. Yeah. Like very, like as soon as I, it was like maybe two weeks. It wasn't even a month. I remember that because I never got paid out because they won't, I, I don't know if it's the same now, but I know you can just start getting paid immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to hit a certain number. Like I think you have to make like a hundred dollars and then they'll pay it out. Mm. Yeah. So I never got paid out or anything. Um, but they banned my account for something that I still to this day have no idea why I was banned. Insane. And I, but I kept, I kept making the videos cause, uh, they were slowly kind of growing and I was like, Oh, this is just a good look. Like, I don't know, maybe this could turn into something one day mm-hmm. at that time. I was like, maybe he'll be an actor or other. I, I, like, I was just <laughs> like throwing shit against the wall. Um, and then, I turned 21 and I was like, I am putting too much time into this thing to not be getting paid for it. I should just start over. Mm-hmm. So I just started over and created a new channel, which is the one now that like kind of like blew up. Um, and I don't know when the fuck that was, to be honest <laughs> with you. But I remember I had like 250,000 subscribers or something like that. And then I started over from zero. Oh, man. And like I was able to tell people and like change all the captions to like the new right. uh, or the description to the, the new channel. And I was able to get a decent amount of people over. But it was essentially starting from zero again. Um, still banned to this day. That old channel, yes, banned. Oh I mean, we God. gotta fucking, we, got we gotta send YouTube like a strong worded email. <laughs> yeah, my man, all his account back. All private anyway. It was old as hell, and I was like fucking twenty years old. Like they owe you fourteen cents. cents. You know what's funny? <laughs> the first video that I ever yeah, they owe me fourteen cents. What the fuck? Um, but the first video I ever made, talking to a camera, and like doing some sort of rant or whatever, my hair is fucked up oh, because man. the day before I went to my friend's house. And was like, yo, just buzz my head. Like, no, <laughs> like don't line it up, up, just buzz it, you know? And I, like, shot a little vlog or whatever. That's kind of how I got into doing videos also. I was like, oh, I want to take this camera and just vlog, yeah. like, stuff. Um, and I actually got that idea from uh, Wiz Khalifa because he was putting out those videos mm-hmm. of, like, following him around on tour. And I forget what they were called, but... I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I was like, my <laughs> life's interesting enough. I'm going to do that. That's fire. <laughs> wasn't doing anything. I'm fucking 18 years old or whatever the fuck I was. Um, but then I so I shot a video doing that. I remember the next day I filmed it. And now if I go back and watch that footage, which is not on the internet anymore, but uh, I'm like, look at this kid's head. Like My, <laughs> my head's, head's fucked up. My hairline's all like fucking like this. And my oh, hair's man. Just I was like, damn. No man. care in the world at that age, bro. You're just doing <laughs> At that point, like, fuck, fuck it, it, right? Like, yeah, I was like, just buzz it. Whatever. So, you know, when you're shooting content um, consistently and when you started doing it, was it strategized or were you just like, fuck it, I'm going to wing it, whatever hits, hits? Or was it strategized or like, how'd you go about shooting content? I think at a younger age, I was a lot more sort of arrogant than I am now because at that time, I just did it because, or the ideas, I didn't really think too much about. I didn't really need to, though, because I hadn't talked about anything yet. Right. So I was like, whatever kind of pops into my mind and whatever something, whatever topic I can kind of write about 
off the top of my head, then I'll go with that. Um, so that's how I just kind of came up with ideas in the beginning. Um, and I was the reason why I was saying I was arrogant is because I told myself I'm never going to let someone sort of dictate the way that I'm presenting this content or whatever. Like, yeah. Because I, at that point, I didn't care. Like, I didn't know that people could get paid for this. I didn't mm. know that this could be a career. So I didn't give a fuck about random people on the internet. Yeah. Like, now it's different. Like, when a kid is starting out a YouTube channel or, you know, any sort of social media, in the back of their minds, they're like, I have to appease these people because if I want to be a millionaire and, like, be one of these people who yep. are so famous or whatever, I have to play this game. Mm -hmm. But I kind of had the luxury of I wasn't even thinking of that because yeah. no one did. That's that. organic. That's, yeah, I was that's like, real. so fuck these people. I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to make whatever I'm going to do and, and, you know, hopefully it kind of works out. And I think that was part of the reason why people uh, gravitated towards me, especially back then, because a lot of the people that were doing what I was doing on the internet back then were like very fucking, I, I don't even know how to describe it, but like, <laughs> like, you know the the band Owl City, yeah, like that yeah. type of shit playing in the background, very like soft and like a beanie and like you know like that type of content was like that's what YouTube was, yeah. And then, then I'm yeah. over here talking about God knows what, like, just and just being shit. fucking, and so it was just so different, yeah. That people were like, what the fuck is this? Who is this kid? And then I think that's why I was able to kind of like fill a void. Um, because there was so much of that, mm -hmm. and then I just kind of came in and was like, "Oh, so that's not what this is." Right, right. So I, I was able to kind of stand out in that way, um, but that wasn't a, a strategy or anything. There was yeah. no strategy whatsoever. I just say like, fuck it, throwing shit against the wall. <laughs> just Looking back, I think that's why I was able to find an audience was because it was it was very different than what was being put on the internet at the time. Yeah. That makes sense. Absolutely. So you talked about before how. When you were working at Elite Daily, that was an important time in your life because that was, I think, your first legit job yeah. at the time. And you learned a lot of skills there, right? You talked about that before. So talk to me about how those skills translated into what you're doing now and how those skills helped you shape your social media content. Um, yeah, that job was definitely my first job. I wanted to be a part of it so bad because they had... Uh, asked me to come in to be in a video and I remember walking through the office and everyone who works there is like the oldest person is 28 years old mm -hmm. and there's people who are interning there that are younger than I was and I, I think I was 21 at the time um, but everyone is kind of like between 21 and 25 for the most part and I'm like this is insane like yeah. this is a very like legit company who creates massive content everyone knows them and i'm walking through the office and people are like hitting weed pens and oh that's fire like just like and i was like what the fuck like yeah. this type of thing exists um and i shot the video with them and then they kind of like just offered me a part-time position there they're like oh we're trying to build out a video team and i was like yeah because at that time i was also ready to uh kind of pack it in on the idea that i'm just gonna do this forever because i wasn't getting paid enough or actually, at that time, I was still on the band account, so I wasn't making any money. <laughs> right, 15 cents. Yeah, so I, was like, yeah. so I was like, I need to go back to school or something. And I told my oldest brother, I was like, I'm going to give it the summer, and then I'm going to go back to school and like figure it out. Um, and then I was offered that job, and I was like, fuck that. I'm just going to do this now. And then eventually, I got a full-time position there. But I was uh, fortunate enough to sit next to uh, a guy named Greg Parker, who was like my mentor when it comes to editing and production and any time that i have a question about a camera or anything i always hit him up mm -hmm. um and he is uh, really good at his job and i i wanted to learn from him so i sat next to him and i would have him like teach me you know a lot of things um and i wouldn't have learned any of that 
without him uh, because going back to the arrogance, I like taught myself how to edit with like iMovie and then yeah. taught myself how to edit with uh, Final Cut. But then sitting next to him and watching him edit shit, I'm like, I can't even be arrogant anymore. I don't know shit. True pro, like, yeah. Like, this man right. knows what's going on. And I like loved being able to say like, oh, I'm self-taught. And, like, <laughs> All right, know, self-made. Like, so cool. But then he's like, oh, no, you fucking suck, basically. I'm like, yeah. Right. And then, uh, but yeah, I was like able to learn from him. And also just being at that company, too, there was another guy. Uh, who was kind of like my boss at the time? He was the, like a he would do all the like the production and like organizing of everything. Uh, his name is Tyler Gilden, who well, he also has his own like production company now. And I just actually had lunch with him like a couple of days ago. But he also kind of taught me a lot about because he's like a workhorse and like really gets shit yeah. done and like runs around. And you know, so it it was good to be around people like that mm-hmm. because it's like you could be doing so much and like you think that you have this thing figured out or that you're good at something but then you're around people who are actually great at it and you're like oh my god i have so much to do um so then i i learned as much as i could from these people and when i felt like i was hitting a ceiling that's when i decided to walk away from that job and kind of pursue what i was doing full-time i was doing everything i was doing it on the side as well right Mm -hmm. um but then i was like i i saved up like a good amount of money and i was still living at home at the time so i was like I can I do can this do right, right now. Right, I right. take this risk. Um, and then I kind of walked away with all of the knowledge that I kind of learned from being at that company because they're a media company and they had strategies that I was able to kind of listen in on. Mm-hmm. And then I took some stuff from that and it ended up, you know, kind of working out um, within the next year. And then I was just kind of like off to the races. Since yeah, then. that's fire. Bro. Having having a good mentor is so important. Like in any space, like you met my mentor, Cuz, when we went to dinner. Yeah, like that's my mentor. Like I listen to him. Like he's been doing this for so long. Like when you talk about Greg, like just all the things that you learn and all the things that you you know carry with you to this day, it's like it's amazing to see and it's amazing to watch. Like how you butted into this huge. You know, one million on Instagram, one million on TikTok, one million on YouTube, one million on Twitter, one million on Kick. Right. Jesus, that is forever. You guys really have one million. You know what's crazy too? But with Kick, like, hey, I am. Yo, that's crazy. (laughs) Kick. Wow, that's crazy. I back then I was like, yo, if there's a social media platform, I'm on that shit. (laughs) And I remember Kick, and I was like, what the fuck is that? What was Kick? I don't even know. No. I couldn't. I never tell. had a kick. It was like a. It, I, there was like videos on it or something, but like it. It. I mean, at least for me, it never materialized into anything. But I remember being like, "But I have to use it. It's a new thing. It's a new thing. Like yeah. anything. I was on literally every single thing. And then when I was making videos, I would put it on all of it. Like mm-hmm. I was trying to promote it through everything and grow everything at the same time. Yeah. Um. But one thing I wanted to say too with the mentor thing is. Uh, I think a problem that a lot of people have is they're not willing to even have a mentor. And I think there was a time in my life where I could have been that because if I was so arrogant to the point where I was like, I I know better than this guy or whatever, Mm -hmm. you have to be willing to be open to that, to be like, yo, you are wrong or you're not good enough. Like this person's great at this thing. Um, If you're not open to that type of thing, then you will sort of drown because there are people that are always going to be better than you at something. And I'm always, I'm, I'm the type of person that I think that you can learn something from everybody. Like, that even if they're so. like a horrible fucking person, there is something in there. Maybe <laughs> that you can, that you can get from them. Um, that is meaningful. And I'm all about like trying to always progress and like grow and stuff. Um, and I try to be as like realistic with myself as possible to, cause I don't want to get too far ahead of myself or anything. 
um, especially in the job that I have now, if you do take yourself too seriously and you get too far ahead and you, you lose your actual sense of reality, yes, everyone's going to notice that. Mm-hmm. And like everyone's going to watch you lose your mind. And then all of a sudden everyone's going to hate you. Right. And like, like it's, it's, so I, so that's a, a big thing too. I think that like people need to be like open to criticism and open to like learning for sure. Um, and also just like being real with yourself, you right. know, and, like knowing where you stand and you know, what you are. Right. I think just having a mentor just keeps you grounded just in general. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I try to mentor him sometimes, keep him fucking grounded. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking, I'm just fucking playing. <laughs> nah, he be, he be checking me too. I'm just fucking with you. I ain't even going to comment on that. <laughs> Some things just got to leave. But nah, having a mentor is, 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 that's very important, bro. Just keeping you grounded. And like you said, just being real with yourself. Yeah. And always feeling like you can talk to somebody um, is important too. Because if, if you feel, because there was a time also in my life where I felt like, because my friends are not interested in this at all or have no idea what's going on. And my parents obviously are like, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> like, still to this day, they're like, what? You're good? Okay. Right. Like, Talking I guess. about igluing? Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> like, he explained that to me the other day. I, I was my mom. Yeah, bro. This is fucking disgusting. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I felt like, I, you know, I can't go to my parents. They have no idea. They can't give me any real advice about this. Um, and no one did for a certain amount of time. But then, you know, working at that company, I was like, oh, now I'm with people that are around my age and work in like digital content. Yeah. Now I can like talk to people and like learn and, and whatever. Um, sure. But yeah, so I think that's like super important. So, you know, as you know, being a full-time content creator, the grind is crazy, right? So, you know, uh, like you said, you, well, you one of the pioneers of social media. So when did you realize like I can Put two put two feet in and be a full time content creator. This is what I'm going to do 24 seven. Like when did that click for you? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I remember. Uh, so I, I did go to college for first of all. I lied to my parents and told them that I applied to college. I didn't, uh, and I don't, I don't even know why. Like I had good grades and you know whatever, but I just didn't do it. And then I went to Queensboro Community College because they'll take anybody. And, uh, <laughs> I had like Saturday class and shit. It was hard, like math at like 8am. It was horrible. Um, but I remember dropping out. Um, well, I dropped out a semester before I told my parents I dropped out cause I just stopped going. I would drive my dad's van there and just sit in the car. Like, Ultimate finesse. Like I'm not going there. Like, I'm just, <laughs> like I can't go. But uh, then I, I told my parents, I'm like, yeah, I'm not whatever. And I remember my, having a conversation with my dad and he's like, you know, you got to get a job. I'm like, yeah. So I worked in a pizzeria, but then he was asking about like the YouTube stuff. Cause it was like picking up some steam, like some videos would have like 10,000 views or something like that. And like, that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So he was like, how many subscribers do you think you need? in order to be making like money from this. Right. And I remember being like, like 12,000. And now you think about 12,000 <laughs> subscribers. It's like, bro, you're, there's nothing. It means right, nothing. Yeah. And there was even less money in it back then. And I don't even know where I came up with that number, but it just seemed like a crazy number to me. Mm-hmm. Like 12,000 people hit a button on my page to be notified when I'm uploading shit. I was like, if I can get that, I can make a career out of this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that came and went. And I was just like, all right. And you know, it's another funny story about that too. Just managing expectations. Like I've learned some lessons along the way, but I remember when I had 300,000 subscribers and I had a pretty good view to subscriber uh, 
ratio, like ratio two to the point where other YouTubers would thought I was buying shit, like buying views. Because mm. there would be people who had like a million and they'd get like 200,000 views or something. So they'd yeah. be like, oh, that, but then I had like 300,000 and videos would get like 250. So they'd be like, the fuck? But I remember being like, oh, I'm going to put out merch, like a t-shirt. Right. And I have my dad in my ear and he's going, if just 10% of your viewers buy this. Now it's hilarious because it's like, if you can convert 10% of an audience. Yeah. Fucking, that's the greatest thing in the world. Right, right. And I was like, I'm about to make 300K <laughs> in a day. Right. And I sold like 50. And oh, I was like, man. I was like, damn. So I sold like 50 shirts and I was like, oh, all right. So like you learn along the way that you right. have to manage your expectations. Oh, it doesn't always work out the way that you want. Um, to answer your question though, uh, when I, when I, I, I didn't really know. I, I didn't really know that there was a moment that like, oh, I'm going to do this full time. I knew that. I had to, I, I, in a way, I had to not know and just take a risk no matter what. And whenever someone asked me that question for themselves, like, when should I do this or how should I do this? I'm like, it's, there's never going to be a time where you feel like, oh, I can do this now. Unless you're working really hard on a full-time job and you're very successful on so, social media already, then it feels like, a, and it feels like a lateral move, like then fine. But for the most part, that's not going to happen. Mm. You know, for 95% of the people who do content creation, a, a situation like that is not going to happen. Um, so it is a risk. I saved up enough money that I could get through the next months if I made no money from social media shit. Yeah. So I, I, have, I think I had like $20,000 or something. And I was like, all right, I'm going to leave and just work on this and i don't i didn't even know what that meant i was just like i just have to focus on it every day and not have to wake up and come here so as i started doing that um and i don't i don't i couldn't even tell you if i did anything differently it was it was just i just felt more pressure i think mm. and maybe that made me perform better but i don't know <laughs> like i i just don't know like it just felt like something i had to do at that time um but i i didn't feel like i'm I'm going to make it. Yeah. It just felt like I have enough money that I can try right now. Yeah. And that's, that's, that was pretty much it. So once I did do that and it ended up sort of like working out, once I started to make decent money, I was like, Oh, I, I could do this now. That's when I was like, okay, I don't need to be making even a hundred thousand dollars a year. If yeah. I can make like 50 grand doing this, I'm fucking I'm cool. Good. Yeah. That's still, yeah. yeah, that's great. So I just, that was like my goal, like just to try and add little things um, to, uh, the, the revenue to make sure that I was making like at least like 50 K or something. That's yeah. And then, then I was able to, like, <laughs> I remember once I was in a, I was, it wasn't 50 K. It was more than that because I was too afraid of my mom. But I remember when I started making money and then I was like, by the way, I, I didn't go to class all that time. Like, I, I didn't go, like when, when I was in college, I was barely there. Like I did not go. I would drive there, but I wasn't there. That's funny. Cause she was like, where's your fucking GPA? GPA. And Do you like, have a major already or no? No, I just fucking, just I was like liberal it. arts or whatever the fuck. Fuck yeah. But she would ask for it. She was like, what's your GPA? I'm like, it's in the mail. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I was like, must have got lost. Oh so my God. on the opposite side of that spectrum, like, you know, only doing sole content creation is quitting content creation, right? Yeah. And, you know, you talked about how you, you spoke to your brother that you would stop doing YouTube mm -hmm. and like, you know, you go back to school and what? What really fueled that mindset? Like what made you, was it a, a lack of like passion or like not making enough money in that instance? And you were just like, dude, I can't do this anymore. Like, um, I think I just wanted to not 
I didn't want to get caught up in this like pipe dream. Like I realized that it was like, cause again, at that time I didn't know that you could be even like a content creator. Really. I knew that it was probably cool side money, mm-hmm. but no one made a real career out of that. I mean, Jenna Marbles did, but she was also like attached to certain co- companies at that time. So I didn't know if she had, you know, I, yeah. it wasn't enough. Um, but I wanted to be successful and I wanted like my parents to be proud of me and whatever, but I, and I didn't want to just sit in my basement and create videos for no money forever. So I was just like, you know, and I say, I feel like I've said that a lot where I'm like, I'm going to stop doing it. I don't know that that is even true. I don't know that I would have stopped, but I definitely would have like kind of made it secondary to like, I have to also have a career because mm-hmm. I was turning 21 and there was actually a moment that kind of like fucked me up. Uh, when all my friends went away to college, I was like, cause I was always, I grew up, I was always very sure of myself and I was like, I never really worried about anything or like trying to fit in or be cool or any of that. I just kind of did my own thing. Yeah. And in that regard, everything kind of like worked out. So I was always very sure of myself up until this point. And even when I didn't go to college, I was like, it's fine. Like I'll, I'll be all right. And then, um, all my friends went away to college. And I remember one night, this is bad dramatic, but I, I remember one night I was being in my, I was in my front yard and I was just like looking up at the sky and I just started getting mad emotional. Cause I was like, Oh my God, like what if I'm fucking wrong? Like I'm, I'll be a fucking loser. Like I was like, all my friends are away and they're getting degrees and they're partying. And they're having a good time. And I'm fucking here sitting in my mom's basement. Like, and I don't even have a plan at all. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, yo, what the what fuck am I doing? Wrong? Yeah. So yeah. I was like, damn, like, and, you know, I, I know that I never wanted to feel like that again. So I think that moment also was what kind of fueled me feeling like I, I can't put all my eggs in one basket. I still need to figure out a way to be successful if it's not going to be this. And you could still probably do this on the side and maybe one day, you know, whatever. There's always a chance. Yeah. Um, but you still have to focus on like your life. And I was 21. That's not 16. Mm-hmm. Like I'm becoming a, an adult at this time. So people are going to want to go out and do this and that. It's like, oh, I can't. Right. I have $18. I can't do it. That's real. And your back was against the wall. That pressure, you started feeling that pressure. Yeah. Pressure makes diamonds. Diamonds, yeah, man. Shit. Shit. I was constantly put pressure on myself too. I was putting out videos at nine o'clock on Tuesdays. And I, w- I would wake up on Tuesday and I would not have an idea. And I had the whole week. I'd, I was like, that. I was like, I had the whole week to do this, and then I'd wait till Tuesday, and it's like, oh, I got it. Better with pressure. Yeah, I yeah, guess. Better I mean, with pressure. I, I call it laziness, but you know, we can disguise it as pressure. Yeah, pressure. Yeah. <laughs> you tell people it's pressure, though. It sounds cooler. So, from the beginning of your social media career or anything, your whole life, from the beginning till end till now, how important has your best friend Frankie been in that process? So. The reason why I started even making videos is because me and him were super interested in it. Like, I have an old camera. Uh, I still have it. And he still is like, yo, send that. Because there's a company that like can take cassette tapes and yeah. like make them digital or whatever. So we have to do that. But my parents had gotten me a camera like that. And we would just record shit all the time, like sketches or whatever. And if you wanted to edit it, you had to like rewind and then record over it. Um, 
and we would do stuff all the time. It was like music videos and like wrestling matches and shit, and like <laughs> jackass shit. Each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and then also being the commentators too. Would you fuck? Would you fuck him up? Yeah, we just fucking. He was bigger than me though back then. He, I mean, he's still bigger than me, but like, uh, he, uh, we would like, we would like make up these characters and then do like entrances, and then we would be like the commentators and whatever. We did like a, an American Idol sketch one time, and like, there's just so much shit in there, and we we only did that because we wanted to show our friends and show yeah. like my parents and shit and like play it on the tv or whatever like that's the reason why we started making videos um and then uh i remember like facebook had rolled out um you know you could leave videos on people's walls so i was always doing that to people and like trying to be funny and whatever um and then people were like oh you should try and do like youtube or whatever and i was like what and then like that's kind of how that happened but but frank was very you know uh important to the genesis the genesis of this whole thing of because we were the ones like together we started creating sketches and and doing that and then he went away to college and i was continuing to to do this um so we didn't really see each other at all for that for all of his college career um and then he eventually came back um and we only started, you know, doing the podcast together for, it's been a little over two years now, but yeah, I mean, me and Frankie, like this was our dream. Like even when we were younger, we'd be at my house, we're watching Saturday Night Live like that. We always talk about like, yo, this is our dream to be on this show. Manifestation, bro. Yeah. It was like, we want to do this so bad. Uh, and we just had a moment like this not too long ago, like a month ago where we kind of talked about like, dude, we talked about like doing something like this for so long and now it feels like we're doing it. Yeah. You know, that's like, amazing. That's, crazy. that's, that's a amazing. good ass feeling yeah, though. Bro. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. So when you when you're not <clears throat> shooting content, yeah. who is the real Joe? Like, what do you do? What are your hobbies? What do you do outside of shooting content in your free time? What's what do you do for fun? Like, what do you do? <laughs> I do for fun. Um, drink, I guess. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I, real shit. <laughs> I like to be around my family. Like my, I'm very close to my siblings and my mom. She lives not too far from me right now, but. Uh, like before i came here because it's like this was at two o'clock and i i woke up and i like made breakfast and shit and i was like i'm just gonna go hang out at my mom's house my sister also lives next door to her so her and she just had kids so she like two and one or whatever um so sometimes they're over there so i try to do that because there are times where i get like kind of caught up with like work and my own social life so I, i'll go like a couple weeks without seeing them um but yeah i'm like very close to my family so i, I like to i like to be around them and then I have like a, a good group of friends too that, you know, we, we like to go out and just kind of do shit, try to stay active, especially during the summer. Fuck yeah. Man, yeah, yeah I can't wait for this summer. I know, man. Oh it's like I'm over this. Fucking um, cold ass weather. Take us through like a normal day for like a content creator. Like when you have to, you know, shoot a podcast or do whatever you're doing. Um, well, it kind of, now there's a little bit more of a schedule, but I just got a studio in the, in uh Brooklyn Navy Yard over here. So uh I I'm up early too. And it's not because like fucking grind it hard. Be successful. <laughs> you gotta get up at five AM and take a cold shower. Uh yeah, that's just I just uh, yeah, that's so strange. <laughs> you know, the shit I've heard people say, I'm like the cold showers at five AM. There was one guy who was like, I work eighty hours in a day. And then he started doing this math and I was like, what the fuck, fuck. are you talking about? <laughs> But uh, no, I so I get up early just because I can't fucking sleep. Like once once the sun is up, I'm like fuck, I'm up. But I do enjoy the morning. Um, so usually I try to go to the gym, and then I'll come home and like 
you know, make something for breakfast, walk the dog, and then I'll I'll go to the studio, and then um, usually the podcast is the first thing that's kind of recorded, because um, Frank has to drive from Jersey, so he'll leave there in the morning after he like drops off like his stepson to school, and then he'll just come straight here, and then uh, yeah, so we record that, and then the afternoon I have a a my now my COO another guy named greg who also used to work at elite daily uh but he he uh he's usually there and you know he'll have some stuff for me of you know whatever there's like a couple of channels and other things there's another podcast that we do so it's just going over the schedule like what we have to shoot mm-hmm. um you know and usually those podcasts are monday and thursday for basement yard um and then yeah we just have to go over everything so now there's just like a lot of different things like we just released a hot sauce last year um, and we're announcing, actually you can say it on this because it's fucking whatever, but we, it got picked up by Walmart. So we're that's announcing fire, that bro. two right. days. Yeah, no, dude, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's bro, that's crazy. fire. No, like, that's... that shit is crazy it's because I'm like, what the fuck? And like, Walmart? Fine, now you're also the guy was like, <laughs> the guy who we worked with was like, he said something really cool, um, but I liked it. But he was like, getting it on the shelves is easy, but getting it off the shelves is hard. And I was like, yeah. But in my head, I was like, I, I know what you're doing. Like, yes, I agree with you. I was <laughs> right. like, but we got it on the shelves. Yeah, you know what bro, I mean? That's crazy. Um, but yeah, so we're Congrats we're really that. excited about that. So we have we have like that thing. Then we have the 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 basement yard, uh, the channel that I used to. This is the channel that I um, you know, that first kind of like blew up. I like stopped making videos on there for like three years, but now we started bringing that back. So there's videos that we do there like biweekly. Uh, there's another podcast called Other People's Lives that we shoot for. Uh, and then there's another YouTube channel where we put out just kind of like uh, very like sort of like BuzzFeedy type of content on, except it's like not we don't have to appease the companies. So we can say whatever yeah. the fuck we want. Right. So we kind of do that, and that comes out weekly too. So it's just organizing all of that in the shoots, mm-hmm. and it is a little bit of a, a mess because we don't have specific shoot dates for anything other than Basement Yard because those two days we have to shoot those days. And then everything else, we just kind of have to make happen and fit in when we can. Right. Um, so yeah, so most days are come in, shoot. I don't, and then Tuesdays, I have no, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I have no fucking idea exactly what happens because we'll, we could shoot anything those days yeah. or shoot two episodes or something. Um, but I like that. It it, it kind of keeps me on my toes. And I worked out of my apartment. I worked from home for so long, and I hated it mm-hmm. because eventually I just got into this rut of like. Fuck the whole day passed by. I haven't even left my house. That's what I was about to ask you. Like, do you ever find yourself just being bored Dude, as fuck? You know what I'm so saying? Bad. Like, yeah. When like, people like, and I remember when the when the pandemic first happened, and people were like, oh, work from home, all this shit. I'm like, all right. I'm like, people are gonna see. Like, this is like yeah, tough. But well, at that fun. time, also, we thought it was 14 days. I bought like five bottles of wine. I was like, bro, I'm just gonna get fucked up. Right. <laughs> but uh, then it was like months, and then you know, people started to see like, oh, I need to go out of my way to break up my day. Yeah, and right. I like lived through that. I remember I had a gym membership to a gym that was like 20 minutes away by car because I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Right. Like originally, when I moved into this apartment in LIC, I bought gym equipment and I put it in this like spare room. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, I can't also work out here. I need to get the I fuck out. Because yeah. I, all, all I, like a fucking four days will go by and I just haven't felt air. Like, what the <laughs> fuck am I doing? But So, yeah. you know, just for the people watching this, man, um, for the people trying to be, you know, the next you, uh, full-time content creator, what would you say to those people? What advice would you give to those people to be 
you know, the next you or trying to be the next best social media content creator? Um, I think that it's important to kind of be a little arrogant in the beginning and just feel like this is what I want to put out or this is what I want to do and not worry too much about what people or how people are going to react or trying to go viral, I think is a, is a stupid thing. Like people who just go out of their way to try and go viral or there are people on the internet who I guess it works out for them. But my personal opinion is I think it looks foolish to be, to be one of those people who you can see and be like, you know, that they will literally do anything and become anybody just to be viral. And it's like, for what, bro? Like, and like, I worry about that, honestly. And like, I sound like an old ass man now, but like, I worry about that with kids, like having social media and being like, I need to just have an image now at fucking 16. Like you have to uphold an image or just be super cool in this way and have followers or whatever. Because by the time you're in your late twenties, early thirties, it's like, who the, who do you even know who you are? Like you've spent your entire life trying to just go viral and appease other people who don't really know you or don't really even fucking care. They care for the second that they're entertained. And then it's like, uh, whatever. But if you like died or something happened, they wouldn't even know. Right. It's like, those are the people you're trying to impress. And it's like, you can get really caught up in that. And that's happened to me before where you just lose sight of like things that are important because you're so wrapped up in like the internet and social media. And it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, like we all know this is fucking fake. Right. Like this is bullshit. Yeah. Like it's like the best version of everything and blah, blah, blah. Like everyone says that stuff, but over an extended period of time, it is very dangerous to be sitting there and being like, why the fuck am I so unhappy for some reason? And it's like, because you've done nothing for yourself. Like everything is for other people. You go out to a restaurant, you have to take a picture and you're posting it and you're tagging the place that you went so that other people think you're cool. It's like that whole experience now feels like it was for someone else. And people do that without even thinking. And it becomes so like unconscious that eventually that just bleeds into so many other parts of your life. And it's like, are you with this person because you even like them? Or are you with them because it looks good for social media? It just looks good for my image. It could just be, it's, and then you, and then you, one day you go nuts. You think, I don't even know who the fuck I am. <laughs> Everything's about image nowadays. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's fucking scary to think about all of that. And everyone is susceptible to that, even the people who are self aware. So it's just like, Wild. I have a theory that we're going to look back on social media and people are going to be like, what the fuck? We allowed people on that? <laughs> right. Like that's, kids on that? Like, bro, that is a It's like cigarettes, answer. you know? That's, yeah, that's, that I, that's a, a fire answer. answer, bro. I'm thinking like, <laughs> damn. Dude, so I, I mean, I went through all of this shit, bro. Like I, I, I really like had to figure out why, you know, like I, I like had made it at a certain point and I remember sitting in my apartment and I got like a nice apartment mm. and I'm like, I feel nothing. Like right. what is going on? Yeah, and I just I wanted to figure that out, and that's why I stopped making YouTube videos too, because I was doing that, and that's the thing that kind of like blew me up, and how everyone knew me, and I was making a bunch of money doing it, and all the videos would get like a million views within a week, and it would just go like crazy, but it it started to feel like the thing that was like killing me, yeah. and I was like I'm just not doing it anymore, and I just stopped doing it out of nowhere. I don't think I even fucking said anything to anyone. <laughs> they were just like, "What's where's the video?" Just stop. Just say <laughs> yeah. fuck it. And I was doing the podcast at that time, and I liked that so much because it's easier to kind of not feel like you're performing or that you're not being as genuine or whatever. Because when you are making videos, you are like a character. You're performing, and you know whatever. Entertaining. But with a podcast, it's easier to be a little more genuine and have an open conversation. So I enjoyed that. So I kept doing that. <laughs> if you had to explain your life or describe your life in one word, 
what would it be? Oh, shit. Describe my life in one word. Um, and why? I would say... I don't even know. I don't know if I could do one word. I could... Or phrase. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, I would say that I... I would say a a weird self confidence. I would say, um, I've always had that where I've kind of felt like I'll be all right, like whatever that means. Because I don't really have wild I, at the time. I didn't really have wild expectations for myself or anything. I just knew that I'd be okay. I'm not gonna go homeless. I know that I have good friends and a support system and a family or whatever. Um, so I'll just like figure it out. But I think that that like kind of got me into trouble too. So it's not necessarily like a great thing but me feeling like oh i don't feel the pressure to go to college i don't feel the pressure to even fucking apply to college because i just felt like i'll figure it out it didn't feel right to do it um also dropping out of college like all of those things um those were the moments where i could take like there are moments i could pinpoint when i was younger where it was like i had a weird self-confidence when i did i it's not that i shouldn't have but i just did for some reason and but those moments with like applying, you know, dropping out and whatever, uh, with, with college were the moments where it could kind of be put into practice. And I could see that I was like, Oh, okay. I just have this weird self-confidence that it, it will work out or that I could handle whatever it is. Like, even if it doesn't, I'll figure it out. If I have to work at a fucking pizzeria forever, or if I have to, whatever, I have to be just willing to accept the fact that I got myself there. You know, like I, I was willing to, I was never willing to let someone else like be able to fuck me so i never relied on anybody for shit and i never and you could see it now even in all the content i never i don't really do collaborations at all we don't really do guests on the podcast at all everything that we do is in-house there's no outsourcing for anything other than uh we have an advertising guy that uh helps us get advertisements on the podcast but literally everything else is done in-house like i created a team and now there's like five or six of us and we're the only ones that make all of this happen um and i i enjoy that because if something goes wrong or if we, there's a dip in, in whatever, it's on me. Mm-hmm. But if I have to rely on someone and they need to fulfill this or whatever and someone's not doing their job, then I can't accept that. Right. Like I can't accept someone else, you know, fucking it up for me or, or me just like having to put expectations on someone like, okay, if you're going to do this thing, then I need you to be here. But really, you're like I, I'm, I'm like right here, and like then, I, and then I'm gonna hate it. We talk about yeah. that all the time. Yeah. So like setting, I don't want to put someone else in that position either, mm-hmm. because I know that my expectations are also fucking like this. Mm-hmm. Like one day it'll be crazy, the next day it's not, and if it's just on me, then I have, then you know, I have to kind of like deal with that and point the thumb. Yeah. Like I, I can't blame anyone else for my shit. So, but no one can take credit for anything either. So I like That's that. Real. That's real. That's it. So if it fails, it's all on me. Exactly. It's good or bad. Nah, that's how you want it, though. Yeah, nah, man. But you know, Joe, we want to appreciate. We want to tell you that we appreciate you coming on. It's an here, honor, bro. man. Like, I appreciate it so much. You one of the pioneers, bro. I love your stuff. Like, bro, people keep content. saying that, but you I are, really don't man. You really pioneer, are, yeah. You really are, bro. Pioneer, bro. Yeah, bro. We appreciate you, bro. It's all nah, thank you, bro. I appreciate you so much, bro. I also say, yo, you guys ask really good fucking questions. Oh, thank like you. those are really good questions. Thank you, thank you, Appreciate that. family, like comment subscribe, subscribe all that your family go tell your goldfish go tell your pet go tell whoever the fuck <laughs> grandma you grandpa auntie so tune in to the second win podcast we got mr joe santagato episode